gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Welcome everyone to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod and tonight we are going to talk about the best of 2019 so far. It's been a weird year to say the very <laughs> least in wrestling so far. New companies, old faces returning to WWE, the expansion of the NXT brand and the ever flourishing of our own Scottish brand here in the UK. So before we begin tonight's show, just a wee bit of housekeeping, if you want to look at our back catalogue and listen to other episodes we've done, interviews, reviews, previews, make sure to subscribe to us on all good Android podcasting sites, iTunes, you can also find us on Spotify and Anchor. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, just at Suplex Retweet. And we're also on YouTube and our we-, we have a snazzy website as well, suplexretweet.com. You can find articles, opinion pieces, reviews, just general banter there. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet uh, community page on Facebook if you want a-, want a place to come just to talk about wrestling your least favourite wrestler, your favourite wrestler, your favourite wrestler's favourite wrestler, like David Starr in our new interview by Stephen Wilson. Your favourite podcaster's least favourite podcaster. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, so many things you can do to get in touch with us, guys. Just, just find us on all of them. So let's meet the panel for tonight's best of 2019 show. I wanted the best. I was given the rest. <laughs> The rest, that's still a stretch. <laughs> First up, a man who after a few hours in the sun looks like a mixture of a squashy and Steve Carell and 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> he is a four-time ESSR champion, a former SummerSlam quiz winner, a former spare change in the tin winner, a recipient of the Laura Care Charity Date Foundation, <laughs> and Christine Wilson's least favourite son, the Baron Corbin of ESSR, Stephen Wilson. Uh, can I correct you, Ross? It's a fatter! Fatter! Suplex retweet champion. Yes, in the same week where Sean Spears appeared at AEW, the perfect 10 of ESSR <laughs> is at the building. Why did you try and fight the sea biscuit of ESSR? <laughs> I was about to say, is he behind you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Next up, this man can't eat kinder, loves handsome gender, and will be found on Tinder. Use, <laughs> use the code HOGIEHOOSEPARTY for 10% off your first date. David Hockney. Hi, Ross. How are you? Um, props for those rhymes, by the way. That was actually pretty impressive. Thank you very much. And up next, my favourite song's Mr. Brightside, and this man is a mistake. The reason I got a sibling instead of a pet, Scott McLeod. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Not the worst intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> How are you, Scott? I'm fine, I was doing better before that intro. And up next, this man is a master baker. He showed you his bloomers, he's flashed his baguette, and offered us all some sticky buns. Please welcome Paul Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Or <laughs> 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 MVEP Quackuachi. Well, I could have struck off any worse name to give me, but that's probably the most hurtful one I've had. I literally I typed it and went, oh, yeah, now it's gone. Out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it has to be said, let's go for it. <laughs> So, before we begin tonight, at Suplex Retweet, our Twitter account, we asked everyone before we came on the show some of their highlights of 2019 so far. Uh, our panelist Strack has said, 
Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano Baby. both times for NXT. Shut it, I'm talking. <laughs> Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. The Rey Mysterio Almas series. King Ricochet and uh, Alistair Black being a tag team. Uh, Derek Kernahan said Mr. Floppy being born. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you give yourself some praise, you're about to get No, it wasn't, I think that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grant McRobbie said at a live show he witnessed LAX versus the Lucha Bros for day three of Fight Club Pro. Uh, that guy always sees the most outlet, amazing, <laughs> I, I, I hate him. <laughs> uh, he knows uh, I love him, but I hate him. He also loved Osprey v. Takamichi Taki. Taki No. No, the Right, thank you, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott's our resident New Japan man, as is Grant McRobbie. You can find his latest article previewing the G1 on our website. Give it some praise, Takamishinoku is still rest. <laughs> anyway, the best of the Super Junior final was Grant's answer. <laughs> uh, Daz Cardling said he was at full sale to see uh, Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole in yeah, NXT. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I'd get in. And Gordon says Baron Corbin is his highlight of the year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In fairness, Baron Ashes Corbin. Well. <laughs> Baron Corbin <laughs> is quite funny uh, when he wants to be. He seems, a, a, he seems a belter. Yeah. Yeah. He is in line for employee of the year at Applebee's, by the way. <laughs> he does get some unnecessary pelters, like pelters in the wrong way. But no, nah, I, 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 I like Gordon's input on that one. That's good. So, the first thing we're going to talk about for 2019 so far is all elite wrestling. It's the most talked about thing at the start of the year, the sorry, at the end of 2018, I should say, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks teased a big announcement. We knew their New Japan contracts were up, we knew their Ring of Honor contracts were coming to an end. We all thought WWE was coming, but on the 1st of January this year, they announced the formation of their own promotion backed by Tony Khan. Uh, Stephen, what are your thoughts on AEW so far? Uh, I think it's it's delivered. It's mm. provided something about talking points in the in wrestling overall at the moment because uh, for the last so many years it's just been WWE, WWE with bits of New Japan and Ring of Honor. So it's shook up the whole industry, and I think what they've put on so far, what they've delivered in the ring, has been very good. It's been pretty much the standard we would expect. Scott. Uh, I really enjoyed it so far. They've delivered. They only had two shows so far, and they've really delivered on both of them. Uh, like you said, Stephen said, they're definitely a talking point, whether for good reasons or bad, as we've seen one at Fighter Fest. But uh, it's definitely the hype is is there, and it's getting everybody talking. Whether or not you're as, as behind them as some other people, and you whether or not you think they're credible competition, whether you just still got the hype, and which is always good when you're starting it. Dave. Uh, it's it's off to a flying start, definitely. Like you know, the guys have said that there's only had like two sort of major shows. I think what we need to be aware of is is it's still a new company trying to find its feet. It's got a huge sort of pool of talent. They've got they seem to have a, a few good storylines in the works with setting up for future shows. Um, all I would say is, is I just wouldn't get too far ahead with it because I mean it's good to see that so many fans and like other talent have been invested in it. So I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes, definitely. Now, the biggest initial surprise, I think, was Tony Khan. I think a lot of people weren't surprised that they were going to launch a promotion, but when they pulled out the name Khan, yeah. associated with Fulham and the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was the thing that kind of shook people like, this guy's got major money. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. very going to get taken very seriously. Yeah, because you think Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, they draw, they've drawn the biggest Ring of Honor crowds, you know. Mm-hmm. You've seen how far their crowds have fallen since they left. You thought, 
Although maybe get, you know, 10,000 every two months, maybe for a pay-per-view, but they won't get the regular success. And then, as you said, that name, Tony Khan. But I do agree with the point David made, where mm-hmm. let's not get... To, something fans are doing online, Kwaku, that this is this promotion is the saviour of wrestling. This pro, It gets a bit much at times, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> pros and cons, this is the thing, mm-hmm. right? Now, as a wrestling fan, I want all wrestling to succeed. Mm-hmm. But there's an air of there's people that want another wrestling to fail. Mm-hmm. at the cost of their favourite to go up mm-hmm. it's like no that's not right and you got I would person question are you actually wanting to enjoy wrestling and enjoy it for what it really is mm-hmm. or do you just want to be uh, for a lack of a uh, better term sectarian about it mm-hmm. and what's the point <laughs> yeah, there was you'd rather a, see something fail than see everything succeed yeah exactly there was a tweet um, I, I can't remember who sent it so apologies if I'm not giving you credit here but it was basically in quotation marks. I hate to admit it, but Raw was really good the other night. And it said, why would you hate to admit that? Why would yeah. you hate to watch a wrestling well, show that's good? You're in a bombing spell. I mean, if you look at the current, like, next three months of uh, wrestling, you've got a revamp, what we're talking about later on, WWE product. You've got All Out coming up, which had WrestleMania-like numbers. We've got the, the New Japan G1 Climax, and uh, we've got NXT, NXT UK on a weekly basis. AEW just adds something a bit extra to it and it's mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan you just want the whole overall package to yeah. succeed yeah. otherwise yeah. think about it if for heaven forbid WWE was to somehow go bust which they probably won't mm-hmm. they've got a solid structure behind the scenes they will not go bust unless something really bad happens um, AEW will then just be competing with themselves what yeah. are they going to do a lot of it a lot of what's built the elite up was written the neck at WWE mm-hmm. if there's no WWE who are they going to rip the Yeah, they always say like competition's healthy as well. And the thing about WWE is, it's been the top of the mountain for so long that nobody's even come close to giving it a decent run for its money. And but that's had a negative impact as well because WWE's like for the last sort of year or so feels like it's been a bit repetitive. It's been a bit complacent. So it's just that time of year where they need to do like a major shakeup. But but I think obviously like with well-known WWE former WWE superstars like Chris Jericho and John Moxley sort of making the jump to AEW. That in itself has brought WWE fans to keep eyes on the AEW product as well. So I think, you know, when you were saying about, you know, fans, they don't want to see something fail, maybe they just want to keep up to date with their favourites. And I think this is the case here. Scott? Yeah, like, it's the weird thing is it's mostly been fans that have been saying that how this is the saviour of... Uh, the guys involved in AEW have never once said we're going head to head with WWE they keep saying we want to be an alternative mm-hmm. and that's always what you should do because there are other companies that have tried to go head to head with WWE and they've had success briefly but then eventually uh, things went wrong because they tried to be like WWE or too similar mm-hmm. and yeah. WWE is always going to be around and that. so for long term success AEW needs to be an alternative and not try and go head to head and I think that's why it's good they've, they're technically going head to head with NXT if it's to believe that their TV shows could be on a Wednesday, but it's better for them because if they go again on a Tuesday or Monday, they're fighting for ratings. Whereas NXT is on the network, so you don't need to worry about ratings. They're even drawing in the NXT crowd. <laughs> 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 I know. I, I think they weren't the same. Way. I know. I imagine they do like two tapings a weekend or something. They spread that out over like a month or something, like they did with uh, NXT UK tapings in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Obviously, we'll need to wait until October to see if it can maintained weekly, sorry. But they do have an absolutely stacked roster, so we'll, we'll go around the 
pan over in a wee minute just to get some of their favourites. My personal favourite so far on the star for me has been MJF, Maxwell J. <laughs> yeah. Friedman. He is so good at control. He's 24. I, 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 he is. He's 24. Yeah. 23 or 24, something like that. He's the definition of a heat magnet. Yeah. <laughs> a he, good heat. Yeah, he can. He's like. A, if you've never seen him, the best way I think to describe him is Kevin Owens esque, where he's. Because he's the funny heel, he's so likeable. So when they first come out, there is a bit of a cheer, there is a bit of a, a laugh and a joke, but then at the snap of his fingers, he can just turn the crowd and say something that just annoys everyone. And it just, it turns everyone against him and he's such a good, I think that in future years, if AEW success, maybe 10 years down the, route, uh, the line, he will be viewed as the big signing because I think he is the future top heel of that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, so. I, the, the best line of his promo was they did that show Firefest and it's at a video game convention. He said, Hey, I used to like video games too, and then I lost my virginity. Just <laughs> <laughs> that line alone. Like, I definitely think whoever comes out of whoever comes out of uh, All Out as the champion, I think their first like major challenger is going to be him. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether or not he takes the title. I, I, but I, I want him to be the first champion. Like somehow get himself in the match. Yeah, yeah. I want somehow him. get. Dean needs to be the first champion. Dean Jericho and Hangman to rub it into everyone. He needs to be the first champion. So I love yeah. that line by the way as well because yeah. it was, you know, people always say like the jokes with video gamers is that they hide in their mm-hmm. basement and then just don't get out. It reminded me of that line that uh, Elias did last year with the basketball team. Yeah, in oh, yeah. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, the absolute. Mm-hmm. Pure heat. Like, what's the one thing that would annoy the full crowd? Mm. That was with this that one. Was an amazing line. I love that one. Yeah, but like the Glasgow Warriors moving to like Edinburgh, I think just have Derek Kernham and the Raptor going, Elias, I'm coming for you! I'll be propping him up as a former season ticket holder of Glasgow Warriors. I'll be raging. Well, sorry, the former season ticket holder of Glasgow Warriors and continually hating Edinburgh person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Moving swiftly on, <laughs> Stephen, uh, who's someone on the roster that's impressed you so far? Someone that you think is maybe a marquee signing? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the obvious one and I'm going to go with Moxley on this one. Uh, John Moxley is somebody who we've seen in WWE with Dean Ambrose, just what he's capable of, but now, as he said, he's off the leash. He's a bit more, he's got a bit more unhinged side that we saw in the independence before he was signed and I just think it's an absolute uh, top bit of business to get him in and just it's a statement because we remember uh, David Campbell predicted maybe it's just a gimmick change maybe they're talking about Dean Ambrose is leaving because John Moxley the characters come to WWE we found out in the Talk is Jericho podcast he paid for that shoot himself he paid well, $8,000 for it you could tell at the time it was either suddenly self-funded or it was either a WWE or an AEW production yeah. no way Ring of Honor produced that one yeah. <laughs> what I love about it is in there he said he was technically still under contract when he filmed it he filmed that in like February <laughs> and on like the second day Vince called him up about doing the uh, final Shield match <laughs> and when he got absolute peanuts for yeah. $500 I think it was yeah for a house show yeah. <laughs> um, so Moxley uh, as you mentioned David before getting WWE eyes on the product, you know, it's it is good as much as people were and Cody were saying, you know, oh we don't want just the former WWE guys. The fact is Moxley and Jericho are the people that drag the WWE fans in. Because it's like, oh look there's Ambrose and Jericho. 
I'm going to stick around. Oh, look, there's Ty Dillinger. What's he doing? Yeah, the interesting thing with Moxley is going to be, though, because uh, he's also got a contract with New Japan, uh, what's going to happen when it comes to TV taping time? Mm-hmm. Because he's... It's, they're, they're going to be doing them live from what um, mm-hmm. Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes, have been saying. So <laughs> if, how long is his New Japan contract going to be? If his New Japan contract is quite lengthy, how often are we going to see Moxley there, which would then fall into something that WWE is quite criticised for and having guys who are not on this touch show regularly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they do even like, mention him like, being IWGP US Champion when he came on the Fighter mm-hmm. Fest. Like, his whole Death Rider persona, well, like, his Death Rider finisher was na- named the Paradigm Shift in AEW, so it does seem like New Japan, John Moxley and AEW, John Moxley are two different kind mm-hmm. of people, even though they look very similar, they look very much like that Dean Ambrose fellow. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's competition at the end of the day though, because EW is one company, New Japan's another. Yeah, and also, like, we've seen the news where the reason he was putting the B block of G1 is because A block would be doing the first show, and that's in the US, mm-hmm. and they didn't want Moxley on, working for another major company on a US show. It does make sense, as much as Impact didn't want Brian Cage on their show, because Although Impact might not be on the level of AEW, still the whole champ. It's still their world champ. You know, you don't want him booked to lose for to a different promotion. And I can see Dean their their point because Dean Ambrose will lose matches in that series because there's about what, eight or nine matches in each each yeah, block. Yeah, but nine matches. At least you're not going. There's always nobody goes through it 100. percent So yeah, he will, he will lose. So so yeah. Scott. Who on the roster has been a marquee sign to you or a, like someone you've got to know? Someone? Uh, I'm going to go away from all the obvious names and I'm going to say Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a group match with yeah. Cody Rhodes at Fighter Fest. Like, he was involved with Evolve. He could have easily been a Evolve champion at any point. The fans were behind him and we've seen him with the relationship with WWE as we Evolve. He could have easily used that as a launching pad to go to NXT. Mm-hmm. But he chose to sign with AEW. And his first match ready to get, he had the match with Cody. He was he did the whole body bag spot where he got to a while well, he was inside a body bag. He did that's what we got essentially tossed into the the posts. He's clearly not afraid to take risks. Mm. And also, like they need to keep Cody strong for a fight for the fall when he teams up with Dustin. But also, it's Darby's first match, so the way they did the time limit draw, it made Darby look like resilient, that like he wouldn't stay down, mm-hmm. and it keeps the options open for a rematch. And just the way they did that match, where as the ref stand was about to come down for three, that's when the buzzer went, that's when the thing, because you can easily like mess up like the WrestleMania 2000 finish in the hardcore <laughs> like, scramble, for example. Yeah, uh, I was impressed with Darby Allen when he appeared at Progress for the Super Strong Style 16 tournament, even though he got knocked out in the first round by, I believe, was it Trevor Lee? I can't remember exactly who got knocked out by, but <laughs> over, the, over, the full, over the full weekend, whatever match he was in, he seemed to impress, And but I personally would rather not see him do the coffin drop onto the... Oh, no, that, <laughs> that, that, that part of the ring again, that's just... Oh, that's, uh, yeah. That's, that's just nasty. I mean, that we saw a few times at Fighter Fest that there's points that you just need to team down with the spots yeah. and that's it. I think Dave's face gonna sing when <laughs> yeah. just just the mere mention of it summed it up there. But I seen the highlights of that match and that spot that really made me wince. It's one of the things with the New Japan it's not New Japan but it is a New Japan style of wrestling in AEW. We saw, we saw that way Naito and <laughs> Yeah, just drop people on their necks or backs on the hardest part of the ring. It, it's not needed, you know, if, if he was gonna maybe fall through a table that would that, be, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's an example of spots that they're good spots 
for popping the crowd, mm-hmm. but there's spots that are just completely unnecessary for a wrestler's health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many them will I mean, that's that's the one thing people have said with the Cody Rhodes and um, Sean Spears chair shot. Mm-hmm. It's like they did it in the Attitude Era. I was like, yeah, but you got to remember since the Attitude Era, we've now got yeah. much more checks on concussions. Yeah, and that's so, what and that's why you've got sport. So that's why you got like 40 people who used to work for you soon you for concussion issues. Well, he said 19 uh, staples, no concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, what, uh, something could go wrong. I'm not saying that. It's like right. a sharp edge so shot in the chair or something like yeah, that. Cut him. It wasn't like the shot itself. According to the box, it was a prop chair and it wrapped around his head basically and that's how it got the back of his head. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, in an age where you know a lot of the I'm not making a joke here before we start. Look, a lot of the lesbian lions that passed away this year had uh, dementia and brain, uh, memory issues. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about banning headers in football, and that's, you know, a rubber ball, mm. because, you know, the, the continuing bouncing off the head might cause damage. Chair shots to the head are a tad uncomfortable, I think. That's what a lot of the, what the unfortunate press for that was. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask something about Darby Allen as well? Mm-hmm. Does he like turtles? <laughs> oh my god. You Why? Right there. What? I'll explain later. Like, it's he gets David. Okay. Darby Allen is he has a he has a fantastic. He is almost twenty two as well. Yeah, he's still, still quite young. young. That's what's good about AEW. They've got a good surge of young talent as well. Yeah, Jungle Boy and Jungle yeah. Boy and what was it? Um, Ter- Tarana Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex. I almost said Tyrannosaurus Lucha there. You watching too much friends. Tyrannosaurus. The thing about the whole Stegosaurus, <laughs> the whole uh, thing with Dar- the Darby <laughs> Allen spot, with that and the Naito Abushi spot, a lot of like points that people point out against spots like that is when you do that and you're like in high-profile matches like they are, and you've got people who are trying to come up, then you set a precedent for people thinking like I need to do spots like that mm-hmm. in order to get noticed, and then you continuously do that, and while you'll get noticed for a while. It- will probably shorten your career if you keep taking risks like that. Yeah, plus more people do it, more diluted down it becomes, and it's a mm. case of an unnecessary like spot. A, that like a tope, so I see it. Everybody does a tope. Yeah. <laughs> ICW shows you go to, I've seen you, there's so many topes now. Mm. Topes, super kicks, and uh, everyone likes an RKO. Yeah, well. like they always like cutters, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave, someone from the AEW roster that uh, you've enjoyed so far? Oh, well. Based on what I've seen from Fighter Fest, I think a really good signing for them is probably the Lucha Brothers. Right, yeah, because I've seen them. I saw them in the six-person tag match with uh, with the Elite, and I just really, really enjoyed watching it because the, the spots. Well, not all of them were perfect, but the whole storytelling of the match and like with the Bucks and Kenny Omega having that sort of Street Fighter attire. Yes. Like as a as a gamer myself, I really appreciate the uh, the effort put into that. And the Hadouken spot, <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was fantastic as well. But yeah, I think I can see the Lucha Brothers definitely giving the Bucks a really good series of matches, kind of like the Usos mm-hmm. and the New Day have done with WWE. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see what their tag division has to offer, because obviously you've got best friends with uh, Trent Beretta and I forget the other guy's Chuck name. Taylor. Private Chuck Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the next team. So, yeah, yeah so, Trent Beretta. No, because yeah. they had that opening triple threat tag team match. I forget yeah. who the other... I'm sorry, the name still escaped me. Private party. Private party and SoCal something. SoCal something. The CU! This is the worst podcast we have ever done. 
I think I'm just more excited to see where the tag division goes, particularly when you've got teams like the Bucks and the Luchas there. Luchas are great, I win them. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's not going to be one of these teams like we saw with Enzo and Cass split up in WWE. The guys couldn't cut it on their own. You know, they needed each other. Whereas, like these guys, you know, it's a former Impact World Champion, a former uh, Lucha Underground World Champion, you know, Phoenix. A sensational cruiserweight. He's everything what we want 205 Live to be. He is absolutely brilliant. He is. That's the Phoenix and Pentagon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly before we move on, Kwaku, anyone that's not been mentioned? Uh, Nigel Rose, Jimmy Havoc, Angelico, mm-hmm. uh, so many. And Nigel Rose was so good in that triple mm-hmm. threat match. Uh, she's the perfect mix of athleticism and power. Mm-hmm. She's just so good. And Jimmy Havoc's new theme by. Friend of the show, David Drivison. What a theme tune. I properly love it. So we've went across the pond to AEW. We're now coming back to Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the small mining village of Newcastle. (laughs) It's it's only three hours from London. How cool is that, guys? (laughs) He just likes to have fun. (laughs) We are back in Scotland. We are discussing ICW, PBW, Source, Fierce Females, Discovery, Everything, you know, this is an open, open round here, much to Quacko's delight, as I can see. Uh, so we'll start off with ICW. The Hydro show at the end of the year last year, there was a bit of barmy online with fans and wrestlers and people arguing, you know, since 20, the start of 2019, there's been a bit of a shift in ICW's setup. You know, more, more imports are coming in, more big names, but they're also continuing with storylines a bit more yeah and the square goal I think was for me ICW show of the year so far square goal was a great show yeah agreed it was, it was, it's, it was top notch the actual square goal match was very well done mm. it was a good mixture of um, established names and mm-hmm. giving a lot of the you know lower mid card mid card guys a chance to shine you know we had that good moment in the match where Kenny Williams had all these you younger guys mm-hmm. the forever trainees coming towards them but you know, I I think with, with Shug's coming up as well ICW are starting you can see the momentum as we turn them with the Shug I mean the last few shows you can kind of see the storylines are clicking mm-hmm. a bit more like the the, reason, the one that's coming up at Shug's between Krieger and uh, Paul Robinson they're actually doing that one really well you've got they had the thing we are looking sharp and then you get Craig taking on another deathmatch specialist in Ricky, Ricky, Shane. Ricky Shane Page. So these type of things are all working really well. So they're, 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 the momentum is there, even though maybe they've not quite got the crowds that they're used to, but mm-hmm. the product's still good. The product's fantastic. They always deliver on the big shows, definitely. Big yeah. shows are always great. Last year, our four big shows in the ring were brilliant. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, my favourite ICW match of the year so far has been... Dragging off the coffee for the zero G yeah, match. Yeah, outstanding match. Yeah, that, we were all there live. That was just mm-hmm. it was my first time seeing Dragon off. I'd never, I'd not seen anyone no, promo. No. Yeah, I'd seen everybody ranting and raving about him, and it was one of the ones I purposely didn't research him because I'm like, I want to be wowed on the night. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was not disappointed. Coffee, you know, brought the NXT UK run that he's been on to the square go and it, I, I thought it was a sensational match I just love that stare down at the start when Silas announcing them <laughs> and like Jarkov's at a corner beat like beat to the side off the turnbuckle and uh, Coffee's doing the whole thing and I'm gonna slice your face and I was like it's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Scott. And he, uh, he unveiled the new Zero G Championship as well. Yeah, so don't start with that. Don't start that again. <laughs> the best one is still all the people who paid extra to get the seats then being cleared out, so Dragon can dive on <laughs> coffee on that area, and then the people chatting, F your seats. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm stuck between my match of the year, Tantan's Eye Series, because it's either that match or the main event of the Fight Club right before that, where it was Jody Fleisch versus Lionheart for the World Championship, where he had Lionheart basically put the channel he's in there, Randy Orton catching the shooting oh, star into the cutter. Mm. That was a great finish. Yeah. yeah. My, I, I really enjoyed the semi finals of the King of, the King of Honors tournament between. Um, what was it? Um, the Kings of the North mm-hmm. and the Wild Boys. Wild Boys. <laughs> that, that was a fanta- uh, fantastic. A lot of the, there, was, there was a good mix of trios in that tournament, and I thought the Wild Boys, even though they didn't win it, put on a fantastic showing for three guys who barely ever teamed together. Mm-hmm. They were absolutely brilliant over that tournament, I thought. Yeah, they were great. And um, Aaron Echo and Kenny Williams are teaming together. No, Aaron Echo, uh, Kim Kelly. Kelly, Kenny Williams is teaming with Eastern Racing is more than hype. <laughs> yes. Learn more about that sh- Shug show in our upcoming Shug's preview. There's <laughs> <laughs> an ICW month coming up shortly. Uh, Dave, you were at the Square Goal. I was, yeah. Uh, Surprisingly. <laughs> thoughts on the, the Square Goal match itself and what was your match tonight? I loved it. I actually think the Square Goal match itself was my match tonight. I mean, kudos to Joe Coffey and Dragunov. Like, they put on an absolute cracking match. Um, obviously, Kings of Catch at the start. Mm-hmm. Against um, BOD. Yeah, thanks. That WWE guy and the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that world of sport guy and the WWE guy. Yeah. And the guy goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, th- I just think the square goal match was just like the, the cherry on top for that whole show because the pacing of it was really well done. The storytelling was great. They had the uh, spot with Kenny, you know, he was on the mic and everybody's going in to beat him up, including. The source wrestling champion himself, Alexander Darwin McAllen. Yeah. Our best friend. <laughs> yeah. He killed me this year. <laughs> but that's think, why we love him. Like, <laughs> he is he is the greatest man with three names since John Claude Darchfield. But on I think the absolute moment like, that literally made me jump mm-hmm. was entry number twenty nine. Oh, oh Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah. I like did you not have him in the No, I had him in the street. I, <laughs> yeah. I knew he wasn't going to win, but like, I didn't care because I just said, bang. See, the first one I, <laughs> see, I saw the first double G, I thought, oh my god, is that is that Jeff Jarrett? Then I thought, oh no, it's just, uh, uh, Jackie Cole, uh, yeah. Yeah, he Justice. was uh, running about number 15. Yep. And then, it's, uh, then at number 29, the DJs come up again. I'm thinking, wait, is this, uh, is this for real? And then Jeff, buddy Jeff Jarrett <laughs> walks out and I'm literally jumping. See, speaking of Just Justice, see the recent Fight Club show? With uh, the coach's concert. <laughs> oh God. That was brilliant. That was so good. It was just like, it's just when he started, they said, Oh man, no way. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of guys. A lot of guys. The coach's uh, concert was ruined at, kind of ruined at a start by some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Neanderthal fans. That, yeah. But, <laughs> but just, these should not be named. In general, pacing was great. A lot of guys were made to look good, like um, Liam Thompson, start number one, made it to like, the last three, and then Rudo wins his second square goal just to rub it in Dallas's face. But the pop so, in that hand. The pop, yeah, that was. And the fact they eliminated Joe Hendry yeah. to win as well. A great resurgence for Rudo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this year it all started with an interview. <laughs> 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 he had to plan to return anyway, you know. Now he's wrestles on in, in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. he's got but in the square goal contract still in his hand. Mm-hmm. 
but now we've got shots to look forward to now, so this should be good. I was going to say, uh, Quacko, uh, I saw Scott. I was going to say, it's just a shame that was like given the timing because it's like it's maybe a half year view that we didn't get to record this until after. Uh, we didn't get to record this after Shugs because as good as the square goal was, I think Shugs is way they built the car. I think it can mm. like blow it out of the water. Yeah, absolutely, it's got potential there. Quacko, ICW match of the year for you so far? Match or moment? <laughs> that's a hard one doesn't have to be your definitive one just a that's quite hard because I can actually say I've been to every ICW show so far <laughs> did you not miss one? Mm. no I've not missed one did you not have to leave earlier that was that, last that year was last year that last year I, that still counts I was still different anyway we'll sort of <laughs> this later well Stephen tries to put an asterisk next to your paid ticket appearances <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't talk I actually meant to say when Scott mentioned uh, Lionheart versus Jody Fleisch I'm like Ryan Gallagher got me a free ticket for that one I love that one <laughs> uh, so your paid ticket appearances yes what were your what did you get value for your actual money I got so much value out of my money <laughs> I, some may say I got more bang than my buck but I will then um, anyway so my favourite match of moment that's quite hard because I've got quite a few quite a few to mention um, Are you on the fence? Hmm? Are you on the fence here? Stop it being on the fence, it's just, there's just so much good. Uh, King of Honours, it's actually quite well mm-hmm. well paced out. I love Warden Hank, they're my new people. Um, I went to Reckless. Uh, August 3rd. Yeah, August 3rd, they're going to Reckless. That's quite, that's quite a coup for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, a particular moment I've got to mention, um, <laughs> And it's when the wee man's on the microphone trying to hype up Ashton's match. <laughs> <coughs> Was that this year? Yes. Oh my god, yes. Lionheart super kicks him. And super just kicks him as, in 2020. <laughs> and as, just like, as if he had done nothing and nothing happened, he just grabbed the microphone and sultry passed it to Simon <laughs> to continue the intro and Oh, that's my favourite Lionheart moment. <laughs> So obviously we talked that we weren't just going to talk about ICW uh, and so many promotions in Scotland we might not get a chance to talk about all of them but Kwaku, Source Oh, everything's been going down In a a minute (laughs) In a minute Uh, The last show just there, Mount Vernon we saw the undefeated single streak of Alexander Darwin McAllen come to an end as Stephen is fist bumping in the air right now for your knowledge, Alexander Darwin McCallum. You already know his address. So Chap who? Uh, oh, wow. He's still a champion. The views of Stephen Wilson do not reflect the rest of us in this room no. right now. Show the man some respect, you get there. And then they killed me. <laughs> anyway, and also we just had a big tag team match, a trios match that. It involved this, I need to describe this, this match had everything, it had a whiteboard being leg dropped, it had a whiteboard being elbow dropped, it had a referee scoop slammed onto a whiteboard, it had a rap battle, it had a fight into the crowd, it had bins being used in the fight, it had a pingle troop being thrown at Sarah, I want you. and then it had Sean Walker dying at the end and we had to carry him out he was actually dead and 
but before we uh, we were trying to put him in the boot of my car, but then he came alive again. So he's <laughs> the broke the bro's back. Right. So who threw the Pringle tubes at him? So the one of the, like they were just throwing each other into bins, and then Sarah looked to the side, and then that Pringle tube just went straight to her face. <laughs> I think it was Sean Mock. I paid for that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of my favourite moments from Sosa during his and his and Manland street fight. Oh yes. yes. And uh, Sean Walker's there at the scene. They just comes up to me and Scott and just goes to me. I thought you were dead. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were talking about the moment he gets a, a trolley and asks him to have a pound. <laughs> but folks, see source original show. They're only a fiver. They're so good quality. K- Koe, as you mentioned, you mentioned them mm-hmm. there, have the potential to in a couple of years' time be one of the best. Oh yes, the they are so good. Koe stands for check out our interview with them in our back catalogue yeah. at Suplex Retweet. Reason mm-hmm. number. So many, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 1039. Okay. I've lost count. They are they're properly good, properly good. Um, the source, I've got so many talented people there that you really need to watch out from. We need to give you a disclaimer now when you talk about source. <laughs> no, I'm saying that. This is my genuine opinion and not something I No, this is my genuine thing. You need to look out for something I can no, Absolutely. But there are so many I need to name, but yeah, they're cool. Uh, also, you mentioned you're an Edinburgh hater, although there is usually one good reason to go to Edinburgh. Yes, the only reason why I go to Edinburgh <laughs> these days. My you have a panelist from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> what the who she is? <laughs> uh, one of my favourite moments of the year happened in January. Martina, the session moth, is standing in the ring when the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> the gong hits, and the man formerly known as Gene Money, now known as the Mundertaker. <laughs> Rises from the dead. <laughs> I just remember seeing <laughs> Jabal Malik was in front of me when that happened, right? And because, like, for those that don't know, Martinez' opponent was unknown. It was a secret, right? And all of a sudden, there was just this gong, the lights go out, and I shout, "It's the Undertaker!" And that jab just breaks. See, <laughs> 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 and then what we double whammy of Gene Money coming out with his singlet turned inside out because the inside is black so you, if you look closer you can still see some leopard prints in it and he's just been oh, oh, oh. See, how good would it have been if inside the ropes had booked Gene Money <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I think, I think I'd rather see him team with Roman Reigns Extreme Rules <laughs> I like the spot as well to be, to, be, to be fair Gene Money is in the natural progression series and <laughs> that progress he is one of the up and comers oh, he yeah. recreated the infamous Brock Lesnar Undertaker oh. laugh scene for about it's actually if you go into if you want to keep up to date with Discovery Wrestling their fans group on Facebook mm-hmm. it's actually their cover picture yeah <laughs> Because it just made sense, it was perfect sense because obviously Gene was eaten by zombies after the amazing, <laughs> the amazing zombie uh, lumberjack match with Sugar Duncan's and so he, if he's going to come back alive, he's going to come back as a Undertaker. So, <laughs> Martina bounces back at the next show, Yes, the first ever women's disco derby. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's basically a 15 women uh, Royal Rumble style match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is the winner becomes champion? Yeah, and Session Moff won. There you go. How do you get over a loss to the Undertaker? You become women's champion at Discovery. <laughs> Session Moff is on a roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's independent. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway. Is that touchy subject? I was going to say, another highlight in the Scottish scene is me and Ross got to go to Kilmarnock 
for BCW and we got to see Pac versus Jody Fleisch versus BT Gunn in the main event. That's he looks very happy to meet you. I know. He said never meet your heroes, but Pac seemed to handle it very well. That story got more and more depressing as you talked at the start there. Me and Ross, first of all, then went to Kilmarnock. It kind of dips when we go to Kilmarnock, but then we come back up with, we got to see Pac. Shout out Stephen Blair. So you hate Kilmarnock and Aberdeen Stephen, does you? Oh... Do you know no bounds? I like Dundee. That's why people Dundee, try is, to Dundee is good. That's why people try to kill you. <laughs> try the man succeeded. That that was a good show. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, we had uh, Tucker build from average Joe's gymnasium. <laughs> uh, and another show to PBW. Me and Gemma went there to see their last show. I believe it was in April. And. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the Stacey Smith hometown. Yes. The Stacey Smith Memorial Arena in Eldre we went to see. Uh, She's not dead! She's not dead. <laughs> I know, this book makes it even more of a tribute. <laughs> uh, the tag team titles were on the line. Uh, Luke King, Sharp, and Krager uh, of the Fight Network, who had held the titles for over two years, against Craig Anthony and Kieran Kelly. Craig Anthony, some man. <laughs> Well, he's, he's seen it and he likes it. He saw that. I, gen- I generate a good team. There's many other good teams in Scotland. I highly like them. <laughs> and uh, you can find that at suplexretreat.com. Plug it all around here. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Looking sharp, and We've got an interview with them. We've got an interview with Kieran Kelly. You know, fire away. Got a few interviews in a source special. We've got one. We've got. We've got them all. <laughs> you get the interview. You, you get, get the interview. You get interviewed. Anyway, if I can get back to my point here. <laughs> Uh, IGN versus Luke King, Sharp and Krager, a great tag team match, and then the pop when the faces beat the heels, you know, the two year tag title reign has ended. And it, it was a shock, even the even the ring crew, like, people wanting security look shocked, like, oh my god, it's been two years! <laughs> see, if, see if you talk about pops, I'm talking about two, mm-hmm. uh, the pop for Luke King Sharp when he's had his match with Robinson yeah. before he left. That was an amazing pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, two top pops I've recently seen on ICW was Luke King Sharp and Ryan Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> he got a crack pop that night. Ryan Griffin, in my opinion, has been criminally underrated and is such an amazing talent. And, um, Do you match that with McKinney? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. I like that one. Who <laughs> was amazing that match? <laughs> uh, also, that PBW show, Adam Max did. Also, we have an interview with him. Honestly, we've just got to keep doing this. Uh, versus BT Gun in the main event. That match was fast paced, athletic. One of my favourite matches of the yeah. year. It was, they've got two similar styles, and they were both just going for it 100 mile an hour. It was only about a 10 15 minute main event, but it was honestly, by the end of it, I was sitting there knackered. I don't know how the guys in the ring didn't collapse. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> need a kebab after that. <laughs> You seen Adam Max that he doesn't eat kebabs. No, I know. I, when I interviewed him, I just looked in his eyes and got lost. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you done talking? Were you interviewing the guy or on a date? Oh, God, I wish. Ross felt like he was on Love Island with him. Suplex Retweet presents Love Island. <laughs> From your dream, not the fella. <laughs> Adam, would you like to stay with Ross? I'd like to get as far away from Ross as humanly possible. Thank you very much. We're here in Airdrie. Well, the island's been really downhill since it left Three. ITV and went to ESSR. You, you have a list now. Max dead, Rudo. <laughs> what, people that don't want to see me anymore? Yes, a very long, long, long list. <laughs> we 
call this the restraining order list. <laughs> but um, before we finish up, uh, quickly, just to be going on the panel, anyone got any last minute matches they want to talk about the Scottish team? Any Oof. names to watch? Names to watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right. Grab your popcorn. Taylor White, Grant McIver, Scott McManus, Craig Anthony, definitely one to watch. Uh, Anastasia, I can I can sit here all day. Sammy Joe, uh, J1 Dark is got, uh, on, a, on a Japanese tour right now and is killing it. Emily Hayden, so many. I should name so I can name so many. And we've had a new promotion start this year as well. Pro yeah. Wrestling Innovation. Mm. Yes, yes View Park. Yes, <laughs> yes, Krieger's own promotion. Mm-hmm. Glorious View Park. Lucha uh, DS is another one to look out for. It's also another interview we have. A lot of people are rumbling Jack, about him. Jack Morris as well. Jack and Morris and his team. Nine, 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 uh, Leighton cut on Joe Hendry We could be here all day Oh wow That was fire That mm-hmm. was fire <laughs> And the They were saying it was such conviction and, Oh no that was fire And the amount of respect he commended Right as he was doing it from the crowd Can't teach her Can't teach her Enough. We will we will be here literally all day. We could do a show in the Scottish scene on its own. We've got quite a bit over excited here as well. I love Scottish wrestling, it's I'm the not, best. Exactly. Go support it, support your local crowd. Exactly. Hottest bed, hottest uh, scene in Europe, in my opinion, yeah. if not the world. I thought you were saying my bed is the hottest. I was like, <laughs> how do you know you're a creepy one? <laughs> <laughs> right below the bakery. <laughs> Baguettes and sticky buns all right. <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk NXT and WWE, but during the break, you're going to hear a promo for what has been my favourite thing WWE's done in years. It's Mick Foley introducing the 24-7 title. We'll be back in two minutes. Bye. <laughs> alive. It's alive. It's Hi everybody, this is PCO Perfect Creation One and you're listening to ESSR Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. For those superstars looking to step up, I can tell you from experience that it takes a lot to make a mark and to be a champion in WWE. It is an obsession that consumes you throughout the day every single moment of every single minute of every single hour 24 hours a day seven days a week and so it is with that spirit in mind may i present to you the newest title in the wwe family may i have a drum roll please present to you the 24-7 title now as the name may imply this title is to be defended anytime any place anywhere so what I'm gonna do I'm gonna lay this title on the line 
And I'm going to make you aware that starting tonight, the third hour of Raw each and every week is about to get downright mean and nasty. A little bit dirty. Because starting tonight, right now, right here in Albany, New York, we are going to crown our first 24-7 champion. We're going to have ourselves what I like to call a scramble. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I asked the superstars to line up. Now, you may ask yourself, is this open to all of the superstars on the Raw roster? And the answer is... No. It's open to every superstar on the Raw roster, the SmackDown roster, the 205 Live roster, the NXT roster, NXT UK, and who knows, maybe every now and then we'll have a visiting WWE legend competing for the prestige of the 24-7 championship. Yo, this is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey, wrestling the 104-minute man, the main event. I'm really good at Twitter, and I am independent. The king of taunts, the product, David Starr, and you're listening to eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. It's best of 2019 so far show. I'm joined by Kwaku, Steven, Scott and David. Hello. 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 We've talked everything not WWE so far, but before we jump back in, just a quick thank you to this week's interview. He is PCO. He is... Ring of Honor superstar currently going through a resurgence, age 51. You can check out his interview with Scott McLeod on our back catalogue. That's at Suplex Retweet uh, on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Mm-hmm. Also, our Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet fan community, we put out to them what their favourite moments of 2019 so far was. So before we go on to our WWE portion of the evening, Tom Brock has said the Kings of Catch winning the ICW tag titles, nothing even comes close to it. Stephen Wilson angled Tom Brock by sending out a bunch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine memes. <laughs> I got a leap from Jack Morris. <laughs> there you go. Nine-Nine! Isn't that what life is all about? A man Do you can... realise you changed your accent when you said I got a leap from Jack Morris? <laughs> <laughs> A man that engaged this month, and yet this is the happiest moment of his month. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Laura! I I technically got engaged last month. Anyway, (laughs) Scott, he's here, but we'll read his comment anyway. Take over New York. (laughs) Take over New York and Mania 35 are great. Thanks to shit like the wildcard, most people have forgotten how good Mania was this year. Uh, Sarah Grieve has said, Sammy Jane being the first person to pin ADM. That's Sarah Grieve that said that. Al, uh, Al, uh, Alexander. Yeah. ADM. You're so scared every time you read his name. Yeah, exactly. I was shitting my bits there. Rudo winning the square goal. Iconics winning at Mania. Martina winning the Disco Dark. David Cabo. <laughs> That's Sarah. 
The first ever I Do match between Sammy Joe and Emily Hayden and Debbie Keitel and Jokey's bin match. Strack says Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, 100% the feud of the year for him. Stephen Bradley said from Scottish Wrestling, Kings of Catch winning the ICW tag titles, Jeff Jarrett being a surprise entrant in the square goal, Martina winning the derby, Kings of the North and Anti-Fun Police being featured in ICW more often, hopefully that carries on after Shugs. Worldwide, Kofi's road to WrestleMania and winning the championship. Seth beating Brock for the Universal title. Everything involving the 24-7 title between R-Truth and Drake Maverick. Maverick sorry. Cody Rhodes v Dustin Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Moxley surprise debut and uh, for AEW and New Japan. I like this guy. And both Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano matches at TakeOver. Uh, Sean Smith says, Coffee be dragging off at Square Go, Nia Jax being in the Men's Rumble, Becky Lynch winning the Women's Rumble, the Kofi Bryan story, the closing stretch of Elimination Chamber, uh, and then uh, WrestleMania, the feel-good factor of Kofi winning. Yes. Also the feel-good factor of Kofi, Becky and Seth all winning in the same night. Yes. Cody versus Dustin, Moxley's debut, the ongoing success and excitement surrounding AEW. Kings of Catch winning the ICW tag titles, Jokey v Deb- Debbie Keitel in the Bins match, uh, and probably the biggest success of the year, Roman's success in getting his cancer into remission. Mm-hmm. He has also added Firefly Funhouse and 24 7 title. Mm-hmm. Everybody's um, on the ball today. A lot, a lot of things to talk about as we go into AR. See, as you mentioned, <coughs> Fierce Females, can I just say hashtag justice for Emily? Is this, what is this Bins match where people keep talking about it? Do they, do they need to put them in the right coloured bin? Fierce Females was amazing, has had an amazing year so far. I mean, a toaster has been used as a wrestling weapon. Amazing! Did they get chucked in a bath or something? No, <laughs> your fingers got jammed in it. Oh. I mean, it was unplugged, but still, popped me. And one of our listeners, John, says the Kings of Catch winning the tag titles at a... Uh, the square goal. Square goal, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I've read it that many times that now I'm just numb to the event. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. So we move on to NXT's continued success. It's often been described as the best brand in WWE. We know, oh, yes. We know Strike is a massive proponent of that. He does not watch the main roster. Uh, also, NXT UK has went from strength to strength. So we're going to start with the NXT UK because at the start of the year, they had their first ever takeover emanating from Blackpool, where it all began. Uh, Scott, me and you were lucky enough to be there. Mm-hmm. Describe the atmosphere in the building that night. I'm just surprised they didn't have the WrestleMania 20 tag league for that show where it all begins again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved again, when I just, it made the drive worth it when we got to see the atmosphere. Like They kicked off with the tag title match, which probably stole the show. The surprise of Finn Balor showing up and you at the bar and I didn't know where you were I'm texting you like Finn Balor see you Finn Balor see <laughs> and I asked did you invite us all here so that the two of you can just make us jealous yes. uh, yeah. I was yeah. there I saw so the se- smoke Finn Balor slapped me it was amazing se- uh, se- se- second time they've done this they did this on the NXT UK discussing show as well I beg your pardon me and Scott did not do this <laughs> you Scott and Gary Scott and Gary did this to make you jealous thank you very much and Sarah also spontaneously combusted when Finn Balor came out yes <laughs> well she's still here <laughs> Uh, revived in the same way that you were revived after ADM killed you. <laughs> anyway, um, so NXT UK, amazing first takeover. Mm-hmm. Joe Coffey, Pete Dunne, one of the matches of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, 
the surprise. But it had been rumoured for a while, but Walter. Walter making his debut for du, NXT du, UK. Du, <laughs> du, and to hear du, people. Du, du, I, I du. thought it was Walter. Walter. <laughs> was it not Walter? Give me. I, Walter. Give me Walter. Give me Walter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I've seen Kyle on the way in, so I'm <laughs> so excited now. Hey, it, was, it was at the Glasgow tape, and all you heard was Peter! And I'm like. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you've all got to go to that one. You talk about that, eh? <laughs> See, when I saw, <laughs> we were all we've already done a show. <laughs> See, when I, I saw the ICW fans uh, group chat after a few moments and somebody posted on it, I don't know who you were, but whoever it was that kept on chanting, Peter, you made the night for me, thank you. <laughs> you, you, know who, you know who, what, who didn't post that? Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was at NXT the first night. I knew I spoke to him the second. But the first night, me and Scott were sitting, and then we'll be here as Peter! And I just talked to Scott and went, Kyle's here. <laughs> yeah, NXT came to Glasgow, we were all at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts on that tape, you know, the Pete Dunn Walter Reed match. Yep, and yeah. the debut of Imperium. Yes. yes. Yep, yes. so we got Eichner, Bartel, and surprisingly, Alexander Wolf as well. Well, if you knew your independent wrestling knowledge, David, you yeah, would know that Alexander Wolf was, camp or something, was yeah. part of Ring Camp. Yeah, I'm and aware of Ring I Camp. Think, I think oh, me, look at me, I watched the end scene. Look at to be it. fair, I think at one point I went, when he came down, I went to Scott, it's Timothy Thatcher! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, a lot of ICW references on that show as well, because mm-hmm. you had. The, you had Gallus, you had Kaylee Ray, you had Kenny Williams, Noam Dar, like in a Glasgow crowd as well, you're going to get ICW chance regardless. I feel so bad for. Um, Flash Morgan Webb, Flash oh, Morgan Webb, yeah. called a helmet. And yeah, one of the nicest guys in professional wrestling when you listen to the yeah. podcast. One of the most beloved guys all around the UK, and just he came to Glasgow and had the unfortunateness of facing, I believe it was Joe. Joe Coffee, yeah. And it was just like, are you for Glasgow? No. Is he- <laughs> it was the opening match of the night as well. The crowd were quite hyped, so it was mm. probably it was just a well, not quite the tapings. It was Cassie Solo versus that uh, first main match of the night. Yeah, Kathy Gana. But uh, one of the things they edited out if you watch on the network. But on, he, had, he, he made a mistake. Did Flash? He didn't land quite right. And it's to be honest, I will make mistakes happen, but it didn't help. That the whole of Glasgow chanted "You effed up, pattern <laughs> which was just made it sad. You could tell he was a bit. It was not a, not a good night at the office for Flash Morgan Webster doing the NXT yeah, Glasgow team. It was such a tense night for Andy Shepard, the ring announcer as well, because everybody was doing that, oh, hey, every time he was getting in the ring. <laughs> I did like that. All they used to are ruining the illusion of TV. <laughs> well, we were there. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, can give eyewitness, we can give eyewitness accounts here. This is, we're, this is, we're in a p- position of power. I went that far. You're in a position of power. You were like five rows from the middle. <laughs> Me, I've got to see through the media as, tickets and stuff. As a media producer, I deplore all the comments you've all been doing about backstage stuff. Leave it to people to enjoy it. That's my piece. Great, great couple of nights of wrestling. Yeah, back to yeah, oh yeah, very solid. Back to and it, I was annoyed um, that we couldn't had to. I know people who were also watching NXT UK who weren't the tapings and had to wait until the bloody Imperium stuff aired before I could talk about it because. It was clearly the biggest moment of the thing. I wrote an article about it the minute it happened. Spoiler Stevie, I don't Yeah, well, I'm not, I don't like to spoil it for people, Stephen. <laughs> I know you're talking about the illusion of TV and then you just posted spoilers. And then you're one of those people. We talked about him earlier on, the surprise uh, debut of Ilya Dragunov. 
Yes. yes. Oh, that was amazing. That, his future is not this. Is not as intimidating. No. I think it's fair to say. It sounds like the the march from the Jungle Book where the elephants are one, two, <laughs> three, two, three, four. Oh, it, got, it got quite catchy then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like orchestra. So, so we were so surprised, and then I went home. Then a week later, the uh, the last episode of NTK was in like New York. Then put a vignette up for him coming soon. Like, oh, we've been surprised. We've been wouldn't be surprised if I'd seen that. <laughs> I'm just happy to see Dragunov in NXT UK because considering how well he did against Joe Coffey at mm-hmm. uh, Square Go, like he's gonna be a he's gonna be a big name, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going over to the American NXT, um, it's continued to be the best wrestling show all round. Unfortunately, Tommaso Ciampa was injured, but. The good thing about this is we get that classic two out of three falls match between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York during WrestleMania weekend. Stephen, talk to us about that match. Oh, well, I spoke about that briefly when we did the WrestleMania weekend review show that myself and Scott and Dave were on. Uh, An absolute uh, stellar match. I think it's um, one of the best matches I think I've ever seen. It's just the excitement of it, you know, it was the... I know, I know some people would be like, oh, the near falls are a bit too much, but it was WrestleMania weekend, yeah, I'm hyped for it, you know, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. It's just, to finally see Johnny get, do the big one, win the big one, I think it's fair to say in NXT, was, um, what a moment, what a match. Yeah, I liked as well how there are some moments, you know, we, we talk about certain characters that keep, you know, people at the Velveteen Dream, they stay in character mm. all the time, they don't break kayfabe. There was a kayfabe breaking moment after the, the watermark where Tommaso Ciampa comes out and they just embrace. It is just, it's one of those nice moments where it's yeah. like kayfabe doesn't matter, this guy deserves it, he's the first ever NXT Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a great night of wrestling all round. I yeah. thought that was my show of the weekend. For, but sorry, it was my show of the weekend, but. It was only because it was shorter than WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania was still amazing. To be fair, even as good as that pay-per-view was, I personally preferred TakeOver 25. I agree, actually, yeah. I, I think actually would the TakeOver New York, whilst I mean, obviously a great show and an cl- outstanding main event, I think TakeOver 25 was the better show all round. Well, we had uh, what, in my opinion, was probably the best singles match opener that NXT has done yeah. in TakeOver's way, Roderick Strong and Matt. Matt Riddle. Yeah, I couldn't remember from him. Mm-hmm. Was that good? I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the ladder match was just crazy. You know, um, I said this to Quack at the time, I'm, all, I'm, I'm sold on the Street Profits. Yes! I was on the fence with the Street Profits until that point, but... I'm surprised Kyle O'Reilly didn't die in that match, like the number of bumps he took. I was sorry. So the episode a few weeks before, Tigger 25, if you weren't sold on then... You should have been sold on in this episode where they confront the Viking Raiders. He goes, "We can beat the Viking Raiders if that is your real name." <laughs> <laughs> I think as well. Um, obviously, you mentioned you forgot Matt Riddle there. See, so reading the Twitter comments from the, the the users because his handle is at Super King of Bros. Every time I'm like the Super King of Bro- I mean uh, Matt Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> but Quacko, I was going to come to you before Stephen mentioned it. Your favourite tag team in NXT, the Street Profits, mm. winning that ladder match. How Woo! happy were you? <laughs> I bring a swing, nobody can. <laughs> so I, I was singing that song for about two You've ruined this day for Quacko. It could be there. Well, Jason, Reverend, if you tried. <laughs> anyway, Jackson Wright nearly ruined that for Quacko. <laughs> 
no, I, well, yeah, he hated the art for me because, <laughs> I mean, I, I like that wrestler that kind of pulsates my heart like a great man. No, you're evil man. <laughs> <laughs> Although, of course, uh, I wasn't so PG in front of my telly about it. Uh, but, uh, Montez Ford and that leap, oh, the leap of yeah. if you can do, the character building that, like, you're, 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 I've talked about it in the past where you're, mm. you've said that you're not sold on it. Just look at how over they get with the crowd. Mm. I, I, I'm still told them, don't get me wrong, it's just, I still, I still think they're great and they deserve that win. Come on, they were probably on Raw there as well. Come on. I've not watched Raw no, yet. No, sorry, Ross, they've won me over as well. Like, they're just, I think they're great. I, I don't want people not to win the Raw. They've even won over the MD of Hockney's Hockey House. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously, like, for a long time, Undisputed Era was always number one for me, but Street Profits is now on par, at least. Wow, that's huge. That is huge. That is huge. That is huge. You've heard the amount of times you said baby in this episode alone. <laughs> <laughs> Street Profits. Yes, we do apologise, listeners, for that. Uh, as well, it's good to see Angelo Dawkins. He was one of these characters, much like Jason Jordan. He just kind of floated about was NXT a, for a while. There was a thread about him the day how he signed right at the end of the FCW era and he was just getting put with guy after guy mm-hmm. kept getting people turning on him he was just kind of an enhancement guy and the minute they put him in Montez Ford I mean I think it actually did say I mean a lot of people will say that Montez Ford's the star yeah they but, but the two of them work so well together they, they, just, well. they, they bring just, something different they bring a swag like nobody can <laughs> that too and they, <laughs> <laughs> they just bring so much yeah, they both have flair, they both have something that you can relate to. I mean, Angelo Dawkins, I mean, although Montez does that big leap from yeah. the frog smash. I, I, I think the sign of how far the game was on Raw that the segment they had was the backstage promo with Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, you know, the man running Raw, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later on probably, but Paul Heyman, that's a, that's a rub in itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins as well, he's the powerhouse, he's the former footballer. He's the big man that when Montez runs out of tricks from his sort of his high flying thing he, it's a case of well we can't get around the brick wall Montez do, eh, sorry Angelo just run through it <laughs> um, so well, with the Street Profits with the Johnny Gargano winning the title just quickly I'm just go, don't get any detail before we move on favourite NXT moment UK or, or normal of the year so far just a quick one Stephen I'll start with you uh, I'm going to have to go away Johnny's win at the New York one. It was just such a great emotional moment. It was a great way to kick off WWE's WrestleMania weekend. Cool. Scott? Dunn uh, loses the tape. He finally used, loses the UK title to Volta. Oh, no. Mm. I know we have we've, we've talked about this on the Mania weekend show. Like, we differ on opinions. But for me, having like, watched NXT UK consistently every week, it's one of my favourite things WWE's doing at the moment. And just the moment of this rain finally coming to end, I think if it wasn't going to be Volta, like... It could have been anybody else. I thought the rematch was better, but that's probably because it was there. Yeah, I was going to... David? As much as Johnny's win was a big feel-good moment, the only thing that's topped it is Adam Cole winning the NXT title. And Undisputed is now top of the mountain again. And I look forward to seeing them winning more gold. Fair enough. And Kwaku, is it safe to say... Uh, well, match moments, street profits, moments of all moments, Velveteen Dream rolled out in a couch. Oh, oh genius. Yeah. <laughs> Properly goes happy buckled. Well, the best thing about Undisputed Era now being, like you said, Dave on top, is they came out the, the vault the next NXT, they were back at full sale, 
and they redid the intro to the show with just all clips of them and Kyle just shrugs you like ah nothing no big I just threw it together last night <laughs> <laughs> see that's how good they can win over a crowd like Adam Cole is dynamite on the mic uh and obviously the other three guys are so talented inside the ring right. both as singles competitors and as tag team the big question we could ask it would be here all day if we actually answered it who has the better air guitar Bugenhagen or Kyle Kyle Bugenhagen's good though so we're going to move on just quickly a quick recap you know we could have said so many things you know halftime heat was amazing oh, mm-hmm. uh, Team Dream winning the World Collide Tournament then winning the North American title Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle uh, Alistair Black versus Champa at the main event of the Royal Rumble weekend takeover Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many great moments NXT UK you know we were at the tapings we could go into more detail about Devlin Balor you know the mm-hmm. tag title match Tony Storm beating Rhea Ripley Imperium Imperium mm-hmm. so many great moments before we move on to WWE's main roster so we're going to close it off with it's been a a mixed year for WWE. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble to WrestleMania season this year I thought was great. There's been a bit of a downfall in the weekly TV. We're going to talk about some of the changes in a wee minute. But starting with Royal Rumble, Scott, how good was it to get two winners that, although it might have been obvious, they were winners we wanted for a change? It was good for you because we talked a lot about it last year where... We had a similar thing where Nakamura and Asuka won, but well, Booking has not been kind to them since. I mean, Asuka did have that big win earlier on in the night, but like it was kind of obvious, like who was going to be like Becky had to win the women's Royal Rumble after she didn't get a fight round at Survivor Series, and then the thing we said is like as much as like well, I'm not like as much as I used to, but Braun Strowman came down the field to like much as we've been waiting for ages for Braun to get his moment. I think it was kind of a case of, yeah, you've had the amount of, a lot of chances, whereas Seth's kind of been, last year he was like the guy yeah. for a lot of it. He carried the IC title for a long time. It was just it was just his time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was uh, fantastic to kind of see them both win. I think the one disappointment, based on crowd reaction alone, was that the women's one didn't close the night. You can understand when you watch the men's rumble why it didn't close the night with the Nia Jax thing that, that only made yeah. sense when you had that happening. But in terms of pops, mm-hmm. see the moment Becky shows up on that ramp, yes, the crowd goes mental and it's even more, it's even more so when Finley ushers her to the ring. Mm-hmm. My fellow Irish native, <laughs> 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 I think it was late enough. Paddy Power, Paddy Power tweeted about it like. Northern Irish Finlay lets Becky from the podium and go into the Rumble <laughs> and the United Ireland is one step closer Yeah, Paddy Powell's one was this is what the Easter agreement was about <laughs> unity <laughs> <laughs> um, Good Friday So alright <laughs> um, um, so The Easter agreement is you and Scott agreed to share your chocolate eggs <laughs> Indeed it will not be So from Royal Rumble to Wrestlemania Wrestlemania for me I did NXT this year I said NXT was my show of the year It was only for the simple fact it was shorter <laughs> But despite Derek falling asleep The majority of us that watched it in Gary's <laughs> uh, David, Scott, Stephen, you watched it with us. Um, we made it to the end. Barely. <laughs> I was still going, Lucy was bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Despite me yelling in her face after Bailey lost, I didn't actually do that. 
I get double points on the sweep. I had the Iconics to win, and whoever pinned Bailey, I had that. So, so it was oh, double points. No, there, was more, like, there was more anger in that in the household when the Iconics won. And I just jump up and went, yes! <laughs> and forgot Lucy, nine year old, ladies and gentlemen. The biggest beat. Bailey fan in the world, wearing a Bailey t shirt. She's probably been plotting her demise. Oh, she's been doing it for a while. If you listen to the Quinny Rowan show, she'll be plotting my demise. She was just looking at you after you tell her, like, you got to be joking, man. <laughs> um, so, WrestleMania, what a show. Mm-hmm. Kicks yeah. off with, sorry, the kickoff show itself, the streak ends, the streak dies. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins finally wins a match. Yes. Hey. How good was that? I loved that. So, <laughs> I loved that. I didn't like what the, they've done nothing since. Yeah, I hate it. I hate they had to do it at the expense of the revival. I think that's what that was more. Oh, no, but it worked. Come on. Can the revival got their belts back. Can I be a kill joint, right? No. I wasn't really infused by it. I was just like, meh. Oh. It's purely because of that reason, because I just knew. As, as yeah, but it's ha- WrestleMania. It's it, a happened to, it happened to the B team. It happened to this team. It happened to that, and it's gonna happen to that. If you're gonna go to on the momentum of it, I mean, look at Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship on the ladder. I was so happy, and then he loses it the next day. Mm. So. Well, they kept it for more than one night this time. You're comparing the B team's reign to this. The B team, nobody wanted the B team. B team was a <laughs> what? Was what a joke. B team are terrible. Like, B team, B team when they won the title. Went over. I think it was one of those jokes that beat him. Beat him. No, no, no. <laughs> that, okay, when they changed their music, I was god awful. Oh. I like Battle Scars. Oh, Battle Scars was a banging tune. See, yeah. Jake, but the thing is, Battle Scars didn't fit them. Like, they, I know. they were comedy jobbers turned lucky fluke champions. <laughs> but like, it was a good theme. Anyway. Well, what I loved about that time match is it was just a standard time match for much, and then suddenly they go outside, are busting out to World DDTs and bloody brainbusters on the outside, mm. just out of nowhere. They were determined to make the most of the match. No flips, just tilt-a-whirls. <laughs> so, I, that Scott Dawson's like, it's not technically a flip. The show begins, uh, much to the delight of many people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman just upstages Hulk Hogan. Wow, way. <laughs> a wild Heyman appears. Yeah, just. What you got? Excuse me, move. We got an actual match here. I'll go to the ring with real American playing in the background. Yeah, it's one of those ones. It's suited him as well. It really did suit him, yeah. Do you know what it reminded me of? Stephen, do you ever remember playing football as a wee guy and it was the pictures you had to book? And you found an empty pitch, and then you just about five minutes after playing, the guys that booked it came on and just went, Right, Bolt, we booked this pitch. Like, oh shit. <laughs> it was just one of it's just one of those ones where he just walks right by him. But the match itself, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, for me, one of the one of the best matches of the night. So explosive. Can it, it only last the two minutes? Can, yeah. can, can Alan might kill me for this, but I think Brock's had a great year so far. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's been happy. I think he's been happy. It's not the best part of it. It's not the best part It's just the way, it's just the way, it's just like, it's just, it's just the way. Oh. Uh, and he's actually pointing at him yeah. like, there's that just something. He confronts Kofi and says he's playing their theme songs and when he plays Seth, you see he came and doing the air guitar and Roger looks at him like, as if like, no, you've ruined it now, stop it. Uh, you've it's like your dad trying to join in me. He's like, no, dad, no. It's, it's, it's just class. <laughs> it's just one of those moments. Brock, as you said, Brock has had a great 2019. He had an amazing match with Balor at the Rumble. <laughs> he had the match with Seth and the feud with Seth itself was really good. I really enjoyed that. 
missed on money in the bank to Brock Lesnar has been fun see, see the thing about it is see when they were on it everybody's like oh no Brock's won it but see it actually suits having him as that one because yeah. he's barely ever there half the time you genuinely do not know where he's going to cash in like see him show up uh, like towards the end of the money in the bank match that was genuine shock factor yeah like, if he goes away like long enough you will forget you'd be forgetting for again that he was mine, Mr. Mine, but that will make an even bigger surprise when he shows up I actually see what I was thinking about the show today in work and I was going to talk about money in the bank and I'd edited my original notes and I'm like who is Mr. Money in the Bank and I'm like oh no it is Brock Lesnar and that as Scott says it's a shock factor because the money in the bank the past few years it's a stat I said to you the past three winners of the men's money in the bank the next year have ended up on the pre-show yeah, of Wrestlemania there's that as well and the fact that it's becoming a bit of a theme as much as we like Bailey's cash in the women's cash in happens the same night they win it mm-hmm. it's kind of predictable mm-hmm. as is with the men's recently that they're mm-hmm. going to lose mm-hmm. so three women have held the women's money in the bank briefcase for a combined total of 289 days and 287 of those were with Carmella Jesus. That, like, has that for a fact the thing with the money in the bank you have two of them like, it's always a case of somebody's either going to catch it on the same night or just very quickly and somebody else is going to hold on to it for ages and it just happens to me it's the women that are cashed in immediately sorry I was just impressed with that stat they said it shows that the <laughs> past few women winners have been smarter than the men ones yeah. love getting I love, in right away I love how all our good stats on this podcast come from not from the person who's meant to be the stats guy <laughs> <laughs> no that was that impressive was <laughs> that was <laughs> impressive David uh, <laughs> But uh, I'm probably Ross's to be fair. I'm completely zoned for a minute. Apologies, David. As you should have a bit of decorum, scene. We do apologise. <laughs> uh, so before, uh, sorry, WrestleMania, Kofi Kingston. The uh, if you told someone at the start of the year, with the greatest respect to Kofi Kingston, before the his quack leads a dance of the nude here. <laughs> anyway, if you told someone at the start of the year, would you rather Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens versus Daniel Bryan? I think the majority of the the diehard indie fans would have said we want Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and I, I would have been in that to, camp. To, to be fair, we've had a year. We've had a year with a lot of the things you've said. It's, it's been weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one that you just said there. If somebody said to the start of the year that our truth would be a nine-time champion. You would not have believed it. Mm. If somebody told you that Bray Wyatt would be wearing a sweatshirt or a sweater, a cardigan, somebody said Jeff Jarrett's going to be in a match on Raw, the Royal Rumble, and the Square Goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the shock factor if somebody told you that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were going to go out and somebody somebody sit on TV a million times. If somebody told you Daniel Bryan would make the WWE title look. God, if somebody told you Rowan would be relevant, I had a list and everything. Why he doesn't matter? Like, <laughs> he's proved me wrong. Fairly, I remember, like, remember the Rumble preview show we sat here and we we're talking about we were so certain Seth was going to win, and then he did. And we're like, who can like face Daniel Bryan? We're all thinking about it. We couldn't like for the life. I think we were kept, but the closest person we got was like the Miz, but he was a heel at the time. And like, it's just going to show how out of nowhere Kofi became. I think as well, I do feel bad for Ali and I do feel bad because the fast lane match of <laughs> Ali, Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan is a great match but it just goes to show that you know Ali who came into the year with a big head full of steam uh, moving up to... Was the, that angry? <laughs> moving up <laughs> to... Even after Elimination Chamber, yeah. Moving up to SmackDown pinning Daniel Bryan in his first week there. Um, you know, you had 
Kevin Owens making his return, you had Daniel Bryan, a beloved indie darling, and the crowd were cheering, we want Kofi. Like, it, it, people slate WWE storytelling, I'm sorry, that Kofi Kingston storytelling is the best in wrestling yeah. this year. It's yeah. the best they've done since like WrestleMania 30 yes. with Bryan's because, authority story. Because they took, people always talk about how Dolph Ziggler, they've missed the boat with Ziggler, they've missed the boat. For a while you maybe thought they missed the bit boat with Kofi. Although the New Day were still popular, the sort of, it was get getting to dangerous territory of when they're not in the tag title hunt, it's a bit samey, like how do we, we can't always have them in the tag title hunt. And they've found a way to get a guy who's been there 11 years as the hottest guy in the company. It showed the fact that Vince McMahon was at one point involved in the women's mm-hmm. championship angle and then suddenly shifted to this whole, to the Kofi Kingston thing. Mm-hmm. And then he was nowhere to be seen on what was happening with the, the main event. So yeah. it just showed how much he thought this angle was going to get over, that he was such an involvement with it. And he was the guy, yeah. was old school Vince McMahon, yeah. and it just worked. Scott. It's a testament also to Daniel Bryan's ability to be a heel because, like, this day was there a few years ago, he had he was in Kofi's position as the good guy. Mm-hmm. Then a year ago, he was the hottest mm-hmm. face making his big return. And then within a year at WrestleMania, he's the hottest heel, and that he get people to boo him despite being the most genuine babyface in the last decade, possibly. Yeah. And now, basically, the roles were reversed. He's called Kofi a B plus player. I think that was the trick of it, you know, they took everything that the heel figures put towards Brian and Brian sort of just turned it into something for himself. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of echoing the fact that it was similar to what Brian went through and I think that's why the storytelling worked so well because it's a, a natural baby face that people can get behind. Mm-hmm. They, they, they put a build on for months and it has a big payoff at WrestleMania. That's how you tell a story and it worked right down to the wire. It was perfect. Whereas, you know, say although the women's match was main event, it just became a bit overbooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was uh, overconvoluted. The way yeah, it was great match. The, the go home angle when they're all getting arrested. It's quite good. Was about to discuss that. I was adding to the conversation. <laughs> so, so Scott's mentioned the. So Scott out of nowhere mentioned the go home angle. Quacky, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott uh, the go home angle. <laughs> Oh, I feel bad now, I thought. No, no, no. It was amazing Ronda Rousey yeah. trying to prove a car off her feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and did Charlotte not get a boot in her face through the knees. window? Yeah. It's the best knee you've ever no, seen Charlotte. Oh, that knee, yeah. <laughs> I love how they thought, these people are fighting in a large area. So let's put them in a closed area and I mean, hope they don't fight again. I know, I know it's entertainment and all that, but that's the worst cops I've ever seen. <laughs> it, was, it was a moment of Ronda and Becky in the car, just like the, the one moment of pause looking at each other. Just <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you get them, put that face, just dub over it. Ready? Fight! <laughs> Round <laughs> one! Something I've quite enjoyed as well, uh, from the 205 lives that he did the main roster. Gulak! Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do not speak to your cruiserweight champion like that. Exactly. Show some decorum. I enjoyed the, the fatal four way with, uh, I believe it was Tozawa, Itami, Buddy Murphy, and Kalisto mm-hmm. at the Royal Rumble. Buddy Murphy as a champ was great. Tony Nice. I forgot about that match. That was so oh, good. Oh, yeah. It's... Tony Nice was a bit of an outside bet for me. I'd, I was in and out at 205 Live at the time. I then continued to watch as he was champion and you could see why they booked him as champion. And then the triple threat match with Tazawa, Gulak and uh, Nice there as Dave 
excitedly burst into flames there as he went, Gulak! <laughs> Gulak winning the title. I've enjoyed 205 Finally. Live. Finally! I've enjoyed 205 Live immensely this year. Eva, you're looking forward to your appearance to evolve. I mean, he's had a... He's had matches with Matt Riddle, he's had matches with Kushida, mm-hmm. and, which has very been highly commended as well. He's a submission. Well, you're referring to yourself in the fuck person. <laughs> <laughs> but what the Drew says. <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell what the Drew is cooking? Moving so film. You will not want my PowerPoint. Like, he's cooking whole the best, the best thing about that four way is Nigel McGuinness's nickname in Hideotami is the Dawn from Nihon. <laughs> No one, like, Sorry Nigel, that's just... You probably went back to watch the match and like, like, I'm off to New Japan. Uh, um, and another thing from WWE this year, we mentioned it in the break, the 24-7 title. Yep. It has been just... It is the thing I look for. I don't watch Raw and SmackDown like, full, fully. I watch the clips on YouTube. It's the first thing I look for. Anything related 24-7 title. Because you just want to know who has it. I'm getting married! <laughs> I didn't know Carmella was getting married. <laughs> well, we know you're getting married, but... <laughs> you I want that belt. <laughs> no, not that left scene that. was amazing. Well, yeah. uh, it's alright, Hornswoggle. I'm not Hornswoggle! <laughs> I'm just a small man. Like he comes to the one to roll after his win. I want the love of my life, but... See, Truthy just wants his wife. Talking about the championship. People have been saying it's that and the firefight for this. Oh, oh the it's fuck. just it's out there things as well. Some, when WWE goes out there and goes all in with it, it's it's funny. No, no pun intended. But you know when they go, when they just go for it and go, we're going to do something fun. We're going to do something wacky and creepy. It's fun. See when they stop, start things and then go. Why did these funny things get over on the independent scene, but not here? It was like because you're not putting the effort on it. Mm-hmm. But um, we've had the title change hands on a golf course, at a wedding, on a plane, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where else? else? Backstage while Robert Roode was trying to get in a taxi. In the ring. Back under the in ring. the ring. Under the ring. Outside the ring. Outside the ring. I don't know how he saw that it happened. <laughs> Our first champ was Titus O'Neil because he grabbed it. Then <laughs> yeah, Robert Roode pinned him. Surely that battle royal would have been more fitting. Yeah, back, you know? I, I thought that at the start, but then now you just yeah, look at it and go, it, it fits the chaos. Yeah, you need it to be silly. Like, mm. next scrap. No, make it a ladder match. Like, imagine all those guys in a ladder match, like, just going for it. It's not a hardcore title, it doesn't have to be hardcore, it's just literally, it's defended at all times. No, just, yeah. just hang it above the ring and just say, like, first person to grab it, regardless, gets right. to be the first champion. Like, my ultimate goal, I hope, for this title is for Matt Hardy to go walking again, win it, and then he invites all these superstars to the compound to try and take the belt from him. his old nemesis Maxwell Hardy. <laughs> yeah, people going into the lake of reincarnation. Yeah. Arthur goes in, comes out as Key Quick. What is going to be brilliant is when Drake <clears throat> on his honeymoon gets pinned by his wife. Oh. That'd be great. <laughs> See, I look forward to it. Yeah, well, like, you know, Truth is my man, but I'm, I'm preparing myself for Carmella oh, eventually. Oh, what would happen when I make him all Drake gets pinned by his wife. She lies down, and Truth shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Maverick catches Truth, and. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, this, oh, this is right itself here. I'm not going further. This oh, is right itself. I'm not going further. I, I, I can't wait for one of these. Now we get these old school Raws or old school Smackdowns 
There's rumours that they're trying to get a lot of legends and celebrities in for the premiere of Smackdown on Fox. I want to see like Adam Sandler was in the crowd for WrestleMania 21. I want to see Billy Madison win the 24 7 title. Only to be rolled up by the delivery guy from Big Daddy. Like, <laughs> we're, then, we're then handicapped by the Bushwhackers. Like, do you want like, someone from NXT like, win it so you can have all these skits for the big performance set? Like, somebody goes down on the weight machine and someone just pins their shoulders down with the weights just to keep them. Down. Would that actually. That's quite creative, actually. Uh, but one thing I will say about the 24 7 Championship is the title itself is garbage. Like, I don't think it matters. I just can't take it seriously. Like, I, I really. Has you not? Well, meant to take the concept itself is great, but That's the, the, t- the Championship itself, I just can't look at it. It is a lazy design, but at the same time. It's a lazy. It, the, the title design doesn't matter to me. I think the AEW title looks. I'm not big on that, but it's going to be the world title and it's going to be treated with prestige. <coughs> this is a comedy title. It's treated with comedy and it is funny. The things our truth and Drake Maverick are doing are funny, so it doesn't really matter. If you start, take fight everything so seriously, you may lose the ability to just look at it as it should be a laugh. Mm-hmm. But right. um, I'll just focus on the concept and I won't look at the title. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do agree with you what is on the title, but you know. Oh, that primary four could do a better design. <laughs> but Scott, quickly before we move on to our closing bits. Sorry, I wanted uh, to briefly talk about the Firefly Funhouse. Randomly the other day I just sat down and I watched like all the skits like from like start to finish and like you can see the progression of this character mm-hmm. he gets from subtlety just straight creepy mm-hmm. and then the fact that they haven't had one in like two weeks is worrying me a wee bit because it's like I'm just worried about like it's one of the things like you need to go all out with like the weirdness of it or just don't do it at all yeah. because it's kind of dreamy like it's one thing to have it like doing the pre-tapes but like having them actually in the arena as well actually having matches how will he still change he's going to wear that fiend like mask during these matches like and also he's got this cool thing the gloves they only use them the heart and the heel like he teases the tags and he puts the heel one and he doesn't attack some like Two-Face with his coin mm-hmm, that'd be actually quite good right so before we wrap up the show You've got 20 seconds each, just guys. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are now in charge of Raw and SmackDown. We've not had a chance to touch on that because so much has happened in WWE in 2019. Just your hopes going forward for WWE in 2019, Stephen. Just a better product that'll make us enjoy the whole overall wrestling scene. Fair enough, Scott. Uh, just for the two brands to feel different. A different feel would be nice. David, uh, brand split, long-term booking, and something a bit edgier. Fair enough, and quicker. Something that touches the heart. I'm not emotionally attached to much of WWE at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I think that as well, that is a complaint. You were so invested in Seth, Becky and Kofi winning from there. There is no emotional investment. No. Mm-hmm. It's all gone now. Yeah. So before we quickly wrap up, uh, maybe a Bobby Lashley winning the title for Kofi and Kofi trying to win it back. Getting so close every time. Mm-hmm. What about Truth the 24-7 title? Surely that's... I want to see Truth a hundred time champion before this time. Yep. I, I want is, to see R Truth one hundred times. This is him finally getting his juice, so this is a really good thing. If <clears throat> I hope for the twenty four seven championship, if you look up the DDT Ironman Championship, it's a title that's had over a thousand reigns. Celebrities, wrestlers, the title itself have had reigns with the title. Honestly, <laughs> what the one hundredth champ? No, the one hundred or one thousand champion was the title itself because the title fell on top of the holder. 
So, <laughs> so the ref made the count. This is this is porn to me, man. <laughs> oh, 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 I, will, I will link you the list of champions. I can't win the title. I can't cope. I can't win the title, and then it technically lost by forfeit when somebody Stop offered it. a cheating. Makes sense for the title. Stop it. Was it Rhino that offered a fan won it, and was it Rhino? I Rhino like Rhino instead of paying him for an autograph, just give me the belt. Yeah, give me the belt, and I'll give you a photo and an autograph. <laughs> so as we. Go into the wacky fun world of the 24-7 title and the DVT Ironman Championship. Uh, I want to thank my panel, Stephen. Thank you, Ross. Scotty. Thank you. Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the best of 2019 so far. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope we've touched on a lot of things you like. Next week, uh, Stephen Wilson's back in the hosting chair. The start of our three-week stretch of ICW shows, I believe. We're going to be talking about STIs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as Charles Boyle makes that. <laughs> Did you make an appointment again, Stephen? <laughs> as Charles Boyle sits there talking about his STDs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant William Grange and Nicky Dials. <laughs> you made a rough decision with that, Stephen. <laughs> we will be talking ICW tag team division, the best tag teams, the tag team division of today, future tag teams, tag team division in general in ICW. Uh, that's going to be next week, but all that remains to say is thank you and good night. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!